We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gairamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. I've got a pimple on my eyelid. What the fuck? It's driving me crazy. Yeah, that's we're too old for this shit. Yeah. I'm two days shy of my period and I just need it to come because this pimple on my eyelid it's it's a it is a pimple right revs uh, did you have your eyebrows waxed or anything nope it's a pimple i just come I here, thought, come here. was it come a skin look. tag but it's oh. sore <laughs> it's sore like a pimple that's a pimple it's got a white head hasn't it no it's but really, it's you know have you got any niacinamide niacinamide yeah that's what you need no but I've i got do some. have a mario badescu's no no, no no too harsh for your eyelid yeah that's eyelids very gentle area mm. skin you need niacinamide very gentle okay calms it all down all right helps it heal okay beauty expert i know i've got some here i'll give it to you thank you but yeah you wear how old are you <laughs> how have you got grays and a pimple on your eyelid at the same time Look, i'm not gonna lie it's upsetting it's upsetting i'm in a state of decay <laughs> you're not because you've already still got pimples you're still growing that's true actually <laughs> i'm a teenager you're a teen babe it just feels wildly unfair to have the aging effects and the teenage problems all at once. Mm. I'm looking at it now. It's a pimple on a wrinkle, like on it. Stop it. <laughs> a pimple on a wrinkle. We Not could cool. write a rhyme time about that. It's a that. pimple on a wrinkle. Do you want it? It stinks of cocoa melon and I don't want it. <laughs> it Shut it down. It does Shut not it. No. stink of it's cocoa done. melon. Speaking of cocoa melon and that <laughs> fabulous bop to do with toilet training. Stop. First of all, I want to say DLs. Thank you for sliding into my DMs with expressions of caring <laughs> for my potty training story. And to my community, thanks for sliding in and validating my uh, boredom. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to say that it's a co-host's job to find interest <laughs> in what your fellow no, co-host. No, 100% is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure your job is to at yep. least feign interest. Just get it up for you. You just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Sorry. I'm still lolling at that moment where you said, I'm really struggling to care. (laughs) Hey, we've all been there. Uh, And I do have to give a shout out to my girlfriend, Sophie Pierce. She was like, were you throwing shade at me about sharing (laughs) hospital bag content to do with my third born? And I was like, no. I wasn't throwing shade. No, I know. Never with malice, so. But you were talking about Soph. I was talking about Soph and, you know, my girlfriend Leah when she had her third born. Just a lot of people, you know, with their third kids sharing content. And I'm fine with it. We love a newborn. We love your third and fourth children. We just are happy to be not near it. No, that's not true. I'm not near them. Oh, fuck. This is just getting worse. Okay. Should we just start the episode? We love everyone. Let's do it. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Revzy. Hello. G'day. How are you going? Good. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. So just back to toilet training really quickly. I promise now I feel self-conscious. And I feel like a bitch. So we're all feeling shit. Okay. Speaking of shit, let's hear about Iggy's shits. He did a shit. Yay! So exciting. Woo! You know, it's that funny <laughs> thing where I was like 
about to throw in the towel, raise the white flag, just give up on it all. Mm -hmm. We had a disastrous day where he had four accidents out of the house. (laughs) Three of them were wheeze. One was a poo. We'd run out of outfits, run out of undies. So he was just free balling and it was just literal turd on the floor situation. And I thought, yeah, he's just not getting it. And then the next day, not one toilet accident oh yeah I just I don't understand what changed overnight okay but it just reminds me that you have to reframe it for anyone who's going through toilet training and I've learned there are a lot of DLs going through it or are looking forward to it that's not the right way (laughs) of saying about to embark on it indeed and you just have to reframe it in your mind that every single accident is progress yes every time they wet themselves they need to feel that discomfort and then they kind of learn from it yeah they will get there well done proud of you (laughs) i don't believe you look let me feign it okay feign it go on give me your best feign i'm so proud of you babe well good on iggy he'll get there thanks honey you've (laughs) now i have to bring something up with you Mm. i was unaware of this so like i'm with you on this journey you know i do my little like question box things on instagram Mm. i put up the other day what's the cringiest word right and i was expecting to hear moist lots of moist Mm -hmm. panties was ointment on that oh no ointment i hate hate the word ointment 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 it's like oink yeah it's gross (laughs) there were lots of words on there that were very cringe Mm. one that was overwhelmingly submitted was hubby and hubs my palms are sweating right i'm feeling self-conscious so but I am like, one of the other things that was submitted was, I know it's not a word, but the phrase, I was today years old, but I was that day years old wow. when I learned that people think hubby or hubs is cringe. I've never been aware that that's potentially cringe. Well, we know that I don't think it's cringe because I you use call hubs. Yes. That's what I call him on the gram. Even the good mum slid in and was like, ugh, hubby, vomit, ugh, the worst. And I was like, okay, what have I missed? Jesus. You know, when you just learn something at 37 years old and you're like, really? Like, is wifey just as cringy or the missus? Mm. Is it just hubby? Because husband sounds fucking formal. I can't stand fiance. Yeah, I used to find fiance real awkward, so much so that when I was engaged, I called my fiance my Beyonce. Yeah. And I was like, it's a bit, a bit like self referential. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is my Beyonce. They're like, what? It was almost uh. never worth it. But and yes, I find fiance is very like, this is my fiance. But can we go back to hubby? Because then a chat exploded on Facebook yep. in the group and it was a pile on. Like heaps of people were coming out saying, I agree, I can't stand hubby. And then people were sharing anecdotes where they're like, you know what I can't stand? When a friend refers to their partner whose name we all know, but still calls them hubs or hubby instead of their husband's name. And I was like, okay, girlfriends, if this is the shit that's grinding your gears, check your privilege. We need a war. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I'm reflecting on myself getting annoyed at Miss Four and Miss 36 months or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely not petty. It's in, it's in the same bucket. Realm. Yeah. As like being annoyed by hubby mm. or wifey, I guess. I'm just trying to make it non-gendered, but it was very much like, ugh, hubby is the worst. I'm like, Really? I really Mm. thought that was just something you say. Like, it's very Australian. Do you know what I find fascinating is when people's nicknames are their surnames, but then their significant others refuse (laughs) to call them by anything but their first name. Yes. And everyone's like, who? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to my new friend, Gabby, whose husband is called Ruddy Mm. and she hates it. To her, he is absolutely 
Tom and it will not be called anything else, mm-hmm. you know? I get it. I mean, Do you know what's funny is I call my husband by his surname. Yep. And male friends of his are like, <laughs> I find it so funny that you call him that. I love it. I think it's sexy. And I'm like, really? He's my friend first. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. that's what it is for us. No, but you never used to call him that when we were kids. Always. Did you? Yeah. I've Did never you? called him Matthew or Matt or Matty. Yeah, Matty. He's not a Matty. He's definitely not a Matty. <laughs> well, my boyfriend calls me Reeves and I find it wildly hot. Yeah, cute. Like it's cute. It's like we're in the army and he's like, Reeves. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in trouble and it's kind of sexy. <laughs> Hubs has always called me by my surname. Don't say Hubs. People will turn oh, off. Oh, God, I did. I did it by act. Oh, no. Fuck, fuck you, dear. You know what? You know what? Let's rec- I'm reclaiming it for you because that is what you call him. He literally is in your phone as Hubs. He is. And I'm like, I'm just shook because I'm like, how did we not know this? Because we're late to the party on a lot of things, Not Rebs. me normally. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> not me normally. No, level with me. Nah. We're behind. Not me. Not usually. And I'm feeling self-conscious about the fact that I didn't know Hubs was cringe. Well, we've learned some things from the DLs. Thank you. But <laughs> I will DLs. continue to refer to my husband as Hubs. And now it's ironic, so you can enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I don't have time for my brother's weird decision to have like a hundred children at his 40th birthday party. Okay. There is a lot to unpack here. <laughs> For context, please. So this occurred over the weekend just past. And I do need to state that my brother loves all of his friends' children. And I also adore all of his friends' children. Some of them I've met a number of times. And some of them I met for the first time over the weekend at his 40th. Great. My problem with it is that it was his 40th. And there he was being supremely accommodating Mm. for all of his friends and making sure that they didn't have to go out of their way to book sitters in order to attend his 40th. It's like he was sort of being like, oh, I don't want my friends to have to spend money to to attend my party. So I'll just have all of their kids. Okay. Lots to say, but that is a wildly kid free point of view. Don't you think? What? My brother's POV. Yeah. Because me as a parent, I'm like, no one wants to bring their kids to a 40th. Let's do it at night and they can get grandma or grandpa or maybe they want to book a sitter and have a night out without the kids. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Most parents. Any excuse. Yeah. I did see on your gram, your brother's 40th. And I was like, this surely is just the precursor to the 40th. (laughs) All these children like Iggy and Rafa blowing out his candles. Yeah. No. It wasn't. It was the whole 40th. It was his whole party. So it was a barbecue. It started in the afternoon. And I will say a lot of us stayed till quite late, yep. which is great. Yep. You know, it kicked on. But there were maybe at one point 20 plus kids wow. running around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and your brother doesn't have kids yet? He doesn't. Um, so he doesn't get it. <laughs> Bless him. I know for him, it was like a really nice gesture to be like, yeah, like just bring your kids. So how do you think he stands on it now? Like, do you think he was like, that was dumb or did he love it? Well, look, permission to kind of toot my own horn a little bit. Yes, girl. So his party was on the Saturday and on Thursday he created a WhatsApp group just to check in with who's coming, just to confirm our respect. It's all, first of all, I was irritated about how casual the whole thing was because I'm like, brother, it's your 40th. Like, go to town. But to his credit... 
He had his wedding two years ago and then one year ago had his Australian wedding because of COVID. Yeah. He got married in America. So I think they have a bit of like wedding planning PTSD yeah, because sure. their wedding got cancelled numerous event times. fatigue. They have massive event fatigue. Yeah. And I think when it came around to his 40th, everyone around him was like, your 40th, what are you doing? And he was like, I kind of want to do nothing. And then I was like, you can't do nothing. Okay. It's your yeah. 40th. It's a significant thing. And then he kind of like decided to do this barbecue. So in this WhatsApp chat, he was just bringing everyone up to speed on what's happening and blah, blah, blah. And everyone's commenting. And then people were like, who's bringing their kids and blah, blah, blah. So I messaged my sister-in-law and I was like, hey, how many kids are coming? I'm like counting them. And she's like, uh, 17, 18. 19 and I was like are you fucking kidding me there's like 20 plus Mm. kids so on a whim love this I was like you know what for my brother's 40th I'd already contributed to his gift but I was like it's his 40th I went and booked a fucking fairy nice I was like I just need to handle this yeah because he doesn't know what he's doing and most importantly I wanted him to be able to converse with his friends yeah at his own 40th yeah if they are all there with toddlers tugging at their clothes yeah. needing to be fed nappies needing I was like this people is, missing their naps and having yeah. a shit fit I was like this is gonna be a disaster so I went ahead and I booked a fairy I was so stoked I got one to book one on a Thursday yeah, that's for a wild. Sat- right yeah that's wild And I got this amazing fairy called Fairy Sky. Love it. Now, I have learned that not all fairies are created equal. This is my area of expertise. Yeah, so Revs was a fairy. Long-time listeners will know I, for three years, was a birthday fairy. You were. Mm -hmm. Fairy Stardust, represent. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll get back to that. And you would have been excellent. I was. Took it very seriously. Yes. So Fairy Sky knows how to have children of all ages eating Mm. out of the palm of her hand. Like, I have never seen anyone engage a whole group of kids ranging from age two to six in one activity together. Yeah. And she wow. was so cool because she gave them all nicknames Cute. based on their names. So it was like one little girl called Eliza and she'd be like, Eliza Doolittle, could you come over here and help me with my beads? Was she British? She kind of put on this persona, <laughs> this Mary Poppins persona. Love and it. then there was a little boy called James and she's like, oh, James and the giant peach, quick, we've got to run to find the fairies. I don't know, Cool. She was so, and she learnt all the children's names. Wow, she's a pro. That is like her superpower, you know? Yeah. She can hear a kid's name once and then give them a nickname and then just commit it to memory. I was like, you're a fucking boss. Yes. Anyway, all the parents at the party were like, thank fuck. Yeah. Because it gave them a solid 90 minutes. Oh, babe, it's a baller move mm. to get a fairy for a gathering like that. You know, it's actually something people should think about more often. If you're having a big barbecue, even if it's a family one, if you're wanting to actually hang a little bit, mm. if everyone goes in yeah. and gets a fairy, it's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it was funny, like when Fairy Sky and I were texting, she was like, so how old's the birthday girl? And I was like, oh, Oh, he's 40. He's 40. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I hope it's okay. It's not a kid's party. It's my brother's 40th, but I thought it would be nice to book a fairy. And, you know, I was like trying to justify it because I was terrified she was going to pull out. And you know my story, game day story. Mm -hmm. Have I told this on the podcast? You have. You have. Quick recap. I was a fairy and one time some dads booked me because all the mums had gone out on a girls' lunch and they were watching the, like, NRL or whatever, and they'd booked a ferry to babysit, essentially, and they were really drunk, really inappropriate. It was very 
unsafe for me mm. and very uncool. And I had to call my boss and be like, am I allowed to leave? Cause this is messed up. And yeah. she was like, absolutely leave straight away. But yeah, it was like, they didn't know what kind of entertainer they were booking. Mm. You know, it was very uncool. Anyway, so you didn't want her to be like, red flag, red flag. Correct. Yeah, that yeah. was my fear that she was going to pull out. And yeah. I was like, no, I don't want to try and hunt for another fairy no. at this late notice. No. But anyway. Fairies be scarce, man. <laughs> they are. Rare as hen's teeth. But you know what? Worth their weight in gold. Absolutely. A good fairy. Whew. Can I ask how much it was? Yeah, she was really reasonable. So she was $220. Oh, that's good. Yeah. For how long? Two hours? No, I only booked her for an hour, but she ended up staying for 90 minutes. Oh, wow. Like okay, cool. really generous. And yep. I'm not saying she should do that. Yeah. But she also came with all the props. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to have your fairy bag. Yeah. But she had a suitcase and she got all the Did kids. Did she have music? She had music. Yeah, she yeah. had a play mat. She brought beads like right. I don't know she was incredible and yep. lollies they did a lolly hunt they just did so much stuff and off they went with right. fairy sky how cool you know we all got a break and you're like the hero of the party it's like and they need to put you on their shoulders and be like jam <laughs> it was funny like some parents were like jam that was such a good idea can I like sling you some cash I was like fuck yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. no way it's like, paid for like don't worry about it it was a gift for my bro see I'm not to shit on anyone else's business I really don't want to but if you compare that that, which is massive value mm. getting like the unicorn or whatever that's like 500 bucks to what's come the unicorn oh you can get a shetland pony that's been like had its hair dyed like a unicorn it's problematic makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> but it's also someone's business and i don't want to tank it or anything but yeah. like that's like 450 500 bucks to have a unicorn turn up to a party and like really what's everyone getting from that you wait for your turn on the unicorn and then nothing but if you book someone who's like running a camp essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. a kid camp yeah like if a unicorn is one kid per ride yeah. at a time I would go for the fairy who can corral a group of 20 kids yeah and take them on a journey for an hour amazing and then they're all happy they're not whinging you know yeah it was brilliant for the older kids can I add a little hack to this as well go on you can get like sports dudes PE style like mm-hmm. teachers kids I would say like from eight up yep to come and run like like a fairy would run a party you can grab like sports dudes I don't know what they're really called (laughs) I think PE teacher works you know they do sport ball yeah and they're a bro they're a bro sports bros (laughs) turn up to your party and like it's for older kids and for mixed gender like it's really good bring like a bag of balls and they set up a goal and they run games and drills and the kids really love it I went to a party recently that had this it's genius another good one if your kids are a bit older do you know what's awesome one of my brother's friends actually she's also a friend of mine I'm gonna claim her as a friend of mine but she had a 40th uh last year it was like a sit-down dinner really fun vibes kind of reminded me of your third yeah, a bit yeah, yeah. like catered in a home yeah. really lovely but the highlight of her 40th was that she hired a magician oh my god fun. and it was a really really good magician and there were a whole lot of stories fun. that came out of her party about this magician that I was like that is such a good idea yeah, that's really fun. it's like having a fortune teller that's always yes fun so fun um my dad hired a magician for my 18th do you remember it was mm. great but he tells me years later he's like oh yeah that was to slow down the drinking was a tip I got from a mate. If you have a magician who's engaging people and making them stop and watch a trick, they're not like knocking back drinks. I was like, I think everyone still managed to knock back the drinks, but good try, Dad. <laughs> good love, try. I love that those are the problems of parents of teenagers. How do we slow down the drinking? Slow down the drinking and getting bounces. Do you remember? Yeah. I used to try and get like 
people to be bouncers at the party to well, like stop gate crashing was a real thing I back in our day. Still a thing. It doesn't mm. feel like a respectful Zuma problem, you know. Mm. To gate crash a party. It was a real problem in our day. It was. Yeah, randoms would turn up. I wonder if that's vintage or if it's still going on. I don't know. If we have any Zuma DLs, slide on in and let, let us know. know. Is the gate crash is still a thing? Oh, I feel like we need more, not the Zuma DLs. We need a Gen X parents to tell us. Yes. You've got teenagers. You're hosting gatherings and parties. Like, do you get gate crashes? I really want to know this now. Actually, it feels like a vintage problem. Yep. Okay, so did he have fun? He did. And I actually had dinner with him this week because it's my sister-in-law's birthday. This month is full of birthdays oh, in my yeah. family. But um, I said, did you have fun at your 40th? And he said, yeah, yeah, I, I did. It was really great. At one point I was like, there's a lot of children in my house, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, and you know what? You're allowed to feel that way. You don't have kids. And when you're someone who doesn't have yeah. kids, like kid energy oh. is intense. Especially times 25. Yeah. <laughs> and when you become more experienced with having kids around, you kind of tune it out. Yeah. Don't you reckon the chaos? Yeah. Uh-huh. You just get really accustomed to it. And it's a whole new world for my brother. And one day he'll have kids and he'll totally get it, yeah. you know? Oh but gosh. I just thought, fuck, dude, like you're 40th. <laughs> With all those kids, you're <gasps> mental. I am having, we've talked about it. The dream is a blowout 40th. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm manifesting. It's my big goal. I have a Pinterest board already. Yep. I want a blowout 40th. Hopefully the economy is in a better state by then. We've got three years. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if we can bank on it, but let's hope. <gasps> well, there's not much we can bank on these days, mm. but I want it. And there will not be a kid in sight. There will be a ban on talking about kids. It will be a kid-free adult party zone. <laughs> No kids. Yeah, this is like your wedding. No kids. Oh, that's right. I had a no kid wedding. You did have a no kid wedding. Before I had kids. Before you had kids. Uh, but I get it. Remember get that it. dance on the invitation being like, we respectfully request that there's no children. Don't bring your dumb, stinky, smelly, loud kids to my perfect wedding. Newborns are fine though. They can hang. So in a former life, I used to design wedding stationery. God, it's real formal life. I was a fairy, sweating stationery. <laughs> and I used to like guide people on how to word that they didn't want kids. And I think the most popular one for most of the time I did it was, apart from breastfeeding babies, we respectfully request this Ooh. is an adults only party. What about bottle fed though? I know, it's Will a it trigger them. Yeah, it's so hard to like please everyone. This isn't was it? 10 years ago. Times have moved on. But yeah, I think it was like people worried a lot more about it than they needed to I found mm. it was like when people wanted to include step-by-step maps and, and like you can get a taxi from here or an uber will take you to it's like people can work out how to get somewhere you just give them the address <laughs> people used to include like a whole other card with like how to get here Rebs, it's like you, you can google it you designed my wedding invitation and we had like a mini passport it was cool it was really it was overseas oh god vintage again like overseas weddings are they happening anymore i don't think so not with the cost of flights i mean Qantas just announced and published their profits i know which look it is sickening they've had to charge through the nose for flights to make up for the fact that they ran at a total loss it's like two three years for two or three years so i get it but at the same time it's like capitalizing on people's needs to see loved ones and i don't know how i feel about navigating this post-covid world yeah we are but yours was overseas and we did like a full-on pack it was like a festival pack i guess Yes. yes Yeah. And look, to be fair, in my defense of overseas weddings, I was born in Thailand. I lived there for 11 years. No, I do. It was amazing. It was spring break. We had the best time. 
But there were kids there. There were. Yeah, including mine who did not sleep. You did. You had Isla there. It was great. I didn't have a problem with the kids being there. It was cool. No. And no one really should. You know, you're not going to have to deal with them. You think you're going to have to deal with someone else's kid as a bride. And you know when you're a bride and you're very highly strong and you're very worried about every little thing that could go wrong, the parent will deal Mm. with their kid. Yeah. Not your problem. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? Projecting my failures onto my daughter let's unpack that so i've talked about isla how she had her big musical theater audition Mm -hmm. and it didn't go well but with all the lessons we learned and all the resilience and blah 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 blah. she's recovered she's fine i'm taking her to see the show it'll bookend (laughs) but she is in year three now and there's lots of it's a big level up in terms of activities Mm -hmm. and the school offers a lot of things on lunchtime she's doing band she's doing pwsa sport she's doing all this stuff and one thing that is offered at her school is dance group now you that would have been my jam you didn't go to primary school in new south wales but let me in tell australia you, in australia but let me tell you dance group is i would liken it to being in america and being a cheerleader cute it's elite yeah it's audition only yeah and it's athletic if you're in the squad it's it has a status you know they take part in the rocker steadford and they get costumes and it's very all the girls want to be in dance group okay i mean i'm frothing at the thought of it yeah now there's two auditions Mm -hmm. and it's run by like proper dance people and isla was like there's auditions can i please audition i was like of course you can't sign the permission slip off she went did her first audition how many spots are there available 25 from year three to six competitive yeah really competitive in my heart I was like you know what we need like a hole in the head this month is another failed audition attempt Mm. and I was like fuck now I wanted to be in dance group more than anything when I was in primary school there was no drama there was no social media there was no YouTube dance group was the closest thing to being in a show Mm. and I was show obsessed and I wanted to be in dance group so much I auditioned every year and I never got in Oh! and all the cool, pretty little girls got in and I never did. And it's a core memory of mine in year six being like, they've got to let me in this year. They know how much I want it. And it's I've your sh- last opportunity. I've turned up every year and I've tried my heart at this. Surely they're going to let me in. This- no, <laughs> I did not get into dance group. I mean, Revsy. I know. It's your uncle. <laughs> Like the, the, you sit there and you go, all the cool, pretty little girls. I'm like, are you sure it wasn't that you just have two, have left, two feet. left feet? And they were like, we really oh want to put this girl God. in, but like, she sucks. She sucks. She sucks. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. You know, you got to know your strengths. And I have never known you to be a dancer. I'm not a dancer. I mean, girlfriend can get down on a dance floor with yeah. me. Yeah, you know? freestyle. But Corey. Give the girl Corey. Oh. You're doomed. It's like my dyslexia makes it into my body somehow. And I'm like, what's left? What's right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, never got into dance group. Core memory, big trauma, right? So she tells me about this and I'm like, okay, she comes home. She's stressed. You know, she's like, I did my audition. I don't know. They were asking people, what's your name? They didn't ask me. What's my name? I really want to get in, mom. I really want. Oh, God. And and she's already had the experience with the sound of music. She knows now you're not always just going to get in because you want to get picked all the time. So I, I'm like, okay, I'm preparing her mm. to fail. Mm. You know, I'm oh like, God. I'm like, honey, dance is one of those things. People do it from when they're two, you know, they dedicate lots of time to it. This is run by proper dance people. They're probably looking for people with technique who dedicate a lot of time to this. It's okay if you don't get in, go give it your best, enjoy it, learn the steps. But you know, there's only 25 spots. 
it'll be great if you get in. Uh, basically, I was just totally preparing her to not get in. And she's like, I'm not going to get in, am I? I probably won't get in. I was like, oh, it's okay. Yes. I know. You were fully projecting your own failures. Fully project. And yeah. I told her. Because my kids take a lot of comfort when I have a story from when I was a kid. Like, it's a technique I use all the time. And I'm like, mm. you know, when I was a kid, I tried out for dance group every single year and I never got in. I was so upset. But, you know. Sorry to segue for a second. <laughs> but I think about this as being a future cautionary tale for my kids oh, about yeah. tattoos. You've shared it, but yeah, yeah. No, recap. No, we don't recap. need to recap, but like I have a tattoo that I wholly regret that I got when I was 15 in secret Yep. and it's horrible and <laughs> now it's illegible and it's just plain bad really. Yeah. And if I could be bothered, I would get it lasered off, but actually I've, I've learned I'm not that vain about it and I'm yeah. happy to accept that it was just a chapter in my life, but I hope my kids don't make the same mistake, but I'm going to use it. Yeah. You're like, check this out. Yeah. You want this shit? Look at this disaster stamp. <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't you do it. Trust me. Don't do it. Yeah, totally. Mm. Anyway, she fucking got in. Fuck yeah, she did because she's not you. When are parents <laughs> going to stop assuming that our kids are us or wanting things for I them know. that they don't want for themselves? I like, know. can we just talk about Teddy for a second? Sure. Okay. Yeah. My G son. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That boy can tumble and flip. I know. Like no one else. He's a complete natural. He's self-fucking-taught. I know. And none of that is from you. No, no. None of that is from me or even my side of the family. Mm. No one can do anything it's like that. It's all from his dad's side. All from his dad. Maybe just his dad. Like his dad is very athletic, very sporty, very mm. – one of those annoying people who can do any sport from – golf to darts to 10 pin bowling well just like, can do just can just picks it up uh, what i find interesting is like if teddy were to audition for say trampoline elite group <laughs> i don't know if that's a thing but you wouldn't project your own failures nah, onto him I because wouldn't. you watch him in awe but it's interesting how with isla and i wonder if there's a bit of gender, gender. that plays mm. into this where, mm -hmm. because i think i've talked about this before on the podcast how i can come down a little bit too hard on rafa yeah because i sometimes think she's a representation of me yep. and if she's rude or doesn't use her please and thank yous I'm like Rafa like I'm just like no you need to be yeah. great you know but yeah. sometimes with Iggy it's like I have to ask myself am I being a bit more lax on him yeah, is that you, because he's a boy sure. or is it that he's yeah. a second born anyway it's a bit of a minefield another parental guilt trip that we put onto ourselves that's unnecessary but anyway yeah it is interesting. It's not devoid of being wrapped up in body image stuff mm. and girl meanness stuff and clicky stuff and all that stuff. Like Isla has not been bullied, mm. you know, really significantly. She's been really lucky, but I'm always living in fear of girls being mean to her and she can handle herself. Like I've seen her in situations where I'm like, oh, fuck, and my mama bear wants to step in. She can handle herself. Yeah. She's really got it. And I, I, I don't need to project my fears there. No. Like, I really don't. In fact, Revs, you've been really good at bolstering Isla's confidence. And it's so funny when there's something that's directly parallel to your mm. own childhood. You're suddenly like, oh, look, it's probably unlikely I they're know. trained from age two. And it's like, don't worry if you don't get in. Like, girlfriend got in. And you know what? I hope she had that feeling of like, I proved you wrong, mama. I like to tell myself it was an added excitement because she wasn't 
Do you know what I mean? It was a, like, a surprise for her, mm. but no, she was just super proud. I'm so proud and excited for her, but it's just, it was a reminder to just check yourself, Revsy. Like yeah. you're not Isla and she's not you. And she's got her own thing going on. She's her own person. I don't have to like cushion her. Mm. She's got it. She's totally got it. She, um, this is a brag because someone trolled me on the weekend about being a braggy mum. but I'm going to brag about Isla right now. She absolutely floors me with her dedication she has a real determination i've never had i'm a determined person but she is like next level she went- i think we have amnesia when i think about young revs putting on shows making t-shirts yeah. like <laughs> you had a very strong determination okay. you've forgotten but she so last year she did the swimming carnival and she stopped swimming lessons when we moved to scotland she's a very capable swimmer but she didn't progress from like kids swimming lessons to squads mm. she just doesn't do it we swim a lot but she hadn't ever done like lap swimming in like a in race a 50 meter pool. so she was literally out of her depth last year and she wanted to have a go and i was like yeah go along have a go but then she came last in her race and it was like really upsetting to her and i was like oh shit i didn't even think about it and because we're in the northern beaches you know people swim you know it's like one of those like people do competitive oh, swimming in northern beaches dna yeah, it's like a big culture here so she decided at the last year's swimming carnival, she was like i want to train for next year so i can enjoy the swimming carnival and that was her genuine pollyanna motivation was like i just want to enjoy the swimming carnival and i want to like not you know think i'm out of my depth so she literally trained herself she doesn't do squats she doesn't do swimming lessons she went every tuesday afternoon to the pool and trained herself i love her so it's much. like a rocky montage my She's little kid so fucking cute and can i jump in yes so i called revs the other evening for just a check-in and um isla was there and she was like oh it's auntie Jem. can i talk to auntie Jem?" and she did that really cute thing where she told me about every, every single detail. race every single one and every place yeah. that she got so she'd be like so Annie Jem so in the 50 meter freestyle I came third and then in backstroke I came fourth but in butterfly I came third and I was like in butterfly I was like Eileen that is the hardest yeah. one of them all and then she goes but in the freestyle relay we came third first like <laughs> she gave every and in breaststroke she came forth yep. like I know everything <laughs> she gave every detail to Jem and you because you're so amazing and you entertain her you're like what third like you're so you give her so much time I she just, loves telling you I stories fucking, I love her froth factor oh my god she's the same with crazy Lisa if crazy Lisa's on the phone she wants to talk and say Lisa will indulge every detail like she just gives her a lot of time like that's quite rare for adults to give my kids age time like my son I'm sure your brother and sister-in-law are like this because when you don't have kids yourself you know oh, actually no that's that's not exclusively to no kids because my son Teddy is obsessed with my cousin's husband Stephen mm-hmm. because he gives him so much time mm. and he will talk through the intricacies of a transformer with him and get out his old transformers and they will have this whole chat and it's like so adults, he's a real funkel adults don't talk to kids that way mm. you know that kids they'll be like oh yeah cool anyway and go back to their adult conversation which mm. I'm guilty of absolutely but when an adult actually gives a kid time and attention you just see them being like, oh my God, someone gives a shit. 
Yeah, but don't you remember that growing up? So I grew up with lots of cousins of all ages. And my favorite cousin when I was younger from my memory bank is Paul because we had like a secret handshake. And every time I was out in the garden trying to up my skipping numbers, (laughs) he would care and he'd ask me how I'm going. Like, and you know what? My mum says this to everyone, but you get out of kids what you put in. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So you can't expect kids to just want to have a relationship with you. And I think a lot of grandparents who aren't hands-on and involved don't get this well they feel entitled to hugs and a relationship and for the kid to run up and be like grandma or whatever like it doesn't work that way you have to put in and then you get the rewards yes i'm not into kids a lot do you know what i mean like i'm into certain kids like it's like people for me oh no i'm picky with kids i'm really picky like i I love my friends kids yeah and my kids but like sometimes i'm like kid like we just talked about how at my 40th i didn't want mention of kids you know (laughs) like But it is actually really important with attachment too because if you've done any work on attachment, like your own attachment stuff, one of the big questions that comes up when working out what your attachment is is did your parents take an interest in you as a person? Mm. It's like a really big part of attachment. And so I actively try and take a lot of interest in my kids' interests, you know, in what they have to say and what they have going on. It's exhausting though. Often I'm like scrolling my phone like, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yep. Oh, that's great. You know, but you can do it better for other people's kids sometimes, I think like, well, because you give them back. (laughs) It's that mentality of like, (laughs) you know, I can engage in this for five minutes. I mean, talking to Isla on the phone was really two minutes of chat. Yeah. And it was fun, but I love just being present with her in that moment. Yeah. I knew I wasn't going to chat to her for 20 minutes. Like I would you on the phone yeah. easily. Yeah. So it wasn't that hard. I know. You know, it's interesting though. It's a good reminder. I'm actually hatching a day out with my nephew mm-hmm. who's three and a half. And I was living overseas when he was born. And like, it took time for me to cultivate a relationship with him. And he was a bit sus on me for a while. And I finally feel like after a couple of holidays together and stuff, he's like warming to me. So I'm going to take him for a little date like just me and him I love that and I'm like yeah get out what you put in right and this is the thing and we talked about this in the au pair story episode that everyone lost their minds over (gasps) but it's not that hard yeah you just have to choose to have the energy in that direction yeah Yeah. like you just get on their level get on your hands and knees and just play with them for a bit or ask questions take an interest like when people like that we can do this for other kids and not our own (laughs) well you're doing the daily grind with kids right like hundred percent. I know. I'm like, I need a special Tommy day. And I'm like, when have I had a fucking special Teddy day? <laughs> I know. Every fucking day and night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. Back to projecting our own things onto our kids. Yes. So you like, you're still holding on pretty tight to the idea that Raph will like ballet. I, yeah, and, I'm, I'm almost forcing it now. Yeah. And she's point. like, yeah, it's fine or whatever, but no, she, she enjoys it. But if I gave her a choice, yeah. it would be gymnastics a hundred times over. Yeah. And I wasn't into gymnastics. <laughs> I sucked at gymnastics. I didn't have spatial awareness in the air. Like Teddy flexibility was something I had to work really hard mm. for in ballet, mm. but gymnasts are next level. And I was like, well, I'm not that. Yeah. You know, I didn't have that amazing balance. Like I could do, you know, pirouettes, but fucking doing flips on a beam. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So have you confronted what's going to happen when it gets to that point where she's not going to do dance anymore? 
I have that hasn't even <laughs> dawned on me. Like, like I'm like, no, she will have a life full of dance. Thank you very much. <laughs> a life full of dance. A life full of dance. Yeah, I want to be a dance mom, babe. I don't know. I don't know either. I think she might be like her uh, fairy godmother here, like not quite a dancer. Do you know what I think her real calling's going to be? Rock climbing. Nippers. Oh, nippers. Yeah. Okay. Or oh, rock climbing would be another thing well, for sure. Hang on. Mm. Is nippers not a projection of her dad's stuff onto her? Hundred P. Yeah, like that's just his thing. He mm. loves the clubby life and surfing and the beach and that stuff. That's just his stuff. But I want that for her. Yeah, so <laughs> listen to like that's projecting. <laughs> no, I'm not projecting. I just oh. knowing Rafa, mm-hmm. she has a very competitive spirit. Yep. She's got that edge where she just wants to win. Win. Yep. It's innate. It's yep. not taught. It's yep. just who she is. Iggy has none of it. Yeah. Like, He's li- like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. And with Rafa, it will be the simplest thing. Like I'm pouring both of them a glass of milk and she'll be like, has mine got more than Iggy's? And I'm like, they're the same. And she'll be like, yeah, but can mine be a bit more? And I'm like, no, it doesn't need to be. You can have exactly the same. Yeah, but my milk's still better, right? Like she's just got that weird thing that I'm going to have to kind of rein in and find grounding in that somewhere for her so that, you know. It could be age too. Sure. She's four. Yeah. Okay. Let's be generous. That's prime for like, she's got more than me. But I think she will enjoy flags. So yeah. I, I think we need to give some of our overseas deals yeah. a little bit of context. What's nippers? What is flags? Correct. So I didn't grow up doing nippers because I didn't grow up in Australia, but it's a, it's a real Aussie thing, it isn't is. it? But essentially in Australia, there's coastline for fucking years. Mm-hmm. And so kids have access to a lot of water. So they have this thing called nippers, which is all about beach and water safety, ocean safety and surf life saving things where you kind of learn about how to save people's lives. And a bit of it. So every beach has a surf club on it. It's like the council, you know, puts it there and that's where the lifeguards work out of. So and I live at Manly Beach. We have, have three surf clubs from Manly to Queensy because we have a long beach. But there must be a rule of how many metres, whatever. So in the surf club, it's a community run place. It's a big deal for people who are part of it. It's a big community thing. And if you're a clubby or a lifesaver, a clubby is just someone who's part of the club. You train to become a lifeguard. You do shifts. If you know Bondi Rescue, that's an international show. That's what the club is, right? It's a surf club. For the bubs, for the kids, um, five plus to about 13, I think it is, there's a program called Nippers, which is like you go into that if you eventually want to do clubby life later. But it's very almost standard for anyone who lives yeah near a coastline to do nippers on a Sunday. It's a ball ache for parents because it's 7am on your Sunday morning and there's a lot of whistles and it's like the Normandy landing. These kids just like run this beach and it's like a lot of competitive sports parents being like, get on your board. It's a lot, but it's organized beach fun and there is a component of it that's about beach safety. So as you get older, you learn about how to spot a rip, what to do if you get caught in a rip, how to save someone if you see someone drowning yeah but that's like the tiny part of it mostly it's just beach races so you do this thing called flags which is that's like that's the thing that i think rafa will frost you over it's essentially musical chairs but a running race and there's flags in the sand and they remove a flag each time and the last person left with the last flag is the winner it's like sprinting on the sand it's very hard but they have to start lying, lying on down. their bellies in imagine, the opposite direction imagine lying flat on your tummy and then running through soft sand and grabbing a flag to get a flag i yeah. mean geez Louise. I used to come last in flags. I used to smash board though. I would come like first in board. because you've got strong it's shoulders swimming. and arms. It's swimming. Yeah. It's very much part of the coastal lifestyle for a lot of people. We don't do nippers. 
Why? Controversial. Mm. First of all, it's too much activities on the weekend. I don't like the weekend being packed with activities. Second of all, personally, I struggle with like really competitive parent communities Mm. and it's very serious down in manly it definitely is feeding into kids doing swim comps triathlons clubby life and frankly the beach is a play space for us we don't need organized fun my dad and i we teach them beach safety constantly they live at the beach we go twice a day on the weekends on a good day we don't need competitive organized beach fun would my kids probably love it yeah sure but you know it's totally fine for to do super competitive dance group love that let's go hand (laughs) me the glue gun costumes hand me the glue gun (laughs) tell me what time i have to be there isn't it so funny how we can try and guide our kids into our personal interest but i get it look if they begged me i'd acquiesce you know but they haven't so we ain't doing it but yeah i'm sure rafa will love nippers not your husband Your husband will be there. He'll be one of the nippers' dads. Have a oh, beer yeah, he'll in. be volunteering, yep. getting in the water on the boards with yep. them. Then he'll be on the barbecue, beer in hand, talking to the other local. You know he's going to love it. And yep. let's not pretend for one second that's about Raffle. <laughs> uh, although she will look very cute in the nippers' outfit. Sure. <laughs> she looks cuter in a ballet leotard. I'm sorry, babe. Your days are numbered there. Yeah. She's not a dancer. I do think ahead, though, about ballet. And again, I'm projecting here, but I hope times have changed. But back in my day when I was doing ballet, there was a lot of body shaming yep. and a lot of, oh, if you eat that, you know, you're going to yep. sit on your bum and get a flabby bum. <sighs> Comments like that was completely acceptable yeah. and okay. Yep. And how that embeds in mm-hmm. a teenager's psychology. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I definitely had my food issues in my teens and obsessions, much like most women, yep. if I'm honest. Yep. Ballet certainly didn't help that. And sometimes I think, oh, I don't know if I want to subject Rafa to that. But then I hear gymnastics I was going to say, same. aren't you worried about gymnastics? It's just as bad. But I'm worried about Ted in the same way. I'm like, if, that, if he is going to do this, like it's a, it's a world, you know, mm. I guess you just got to... Step by step, using mum instinct. What? You're giving me a face. I'm just already imagining Teddy at the Olympics for trampolining. And I'm picturing him in the white tights (laughs) in the singlet doing like, you know, these quadruple flips in the air. Like I can just picture it. I just don't want him to break his neck. That's my goal. Oh, God. You know, someone slid into my DMs and was like, I see a Rafa Teddy collab here at the gym. We should take them both to jump. Let's talk about projecting. Let's make them like the new Torval and Dean. Yeah. This is like power gymnastics couple. Then they can marry and then we can be related finally. Isn't that funny? How why do we always do that? Why when a kid is playing blocks on the floor, are we like, they're gonna be an engineer? It's like it doesn't have to be the Olympics. Settle down, everyone. But can we go back to marriage pairing? Because how much does everyone do this? And it's so problematic. They have a friend with a kid of the same age, but the opposite gender. And instantly there's chat about, I'm going to pair them off. And these two are so problematic. I love how we assume that we have a say in this. Like we have absolutely no say. Imagine if you married who your parents wanted to pair you off with. It's like, it's absurd. It kind of happened. Well, it kind of happened. It you're, happened. N- you're an outlier, okay? You don't count because that's a wild story. <laughs> oh. A wild story. Anyway, yes, we project. We project too much. Look at us being projectors all over our children. We need to just get a little visibility on this, I think. You know how you were saying before, Rebs, you need to check yourself. 
A question came up in the DL group where a DL asked, you guys talk a lot about doing the work. Mm. I want to hear more about what doing the work is for you two. And look, it's, it's a thread we can pull. Yeah, and I was un- say, that's a whole episode. Yeah, we could <laughs> unravel a, an entire sweater just talking about that. But for me at the moment, I have been doing a lot of that check yourself. Yep. You know, when you have any feelings bubble up, mm-hmm. um, it can be anything from feelings of the grass is always greener. Like I want that life or it anger, could, anger, jealousy, jealousy yep. guilt. guilt yeah. And I think that idea of just check yourself yeah what's the real feeling yes that's doing the work yeah Yeah. exactly I love the term look behind the behavior like what where is that coming from and there's nothing wrong with going okay I feel this like let's go with jealousy Mm -hmm. I feel jealousy it's okay how do I overcome that or how do I just check in with myself and go no 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 that's icky that's not you that's not cool just my shrink would say just get curious Mm. what's that really about like Mm. why are you feeling that what's underneath it because things like jealousy anger panic Mm. they're all like reactive feelings they're not a real core feeling they're like something that's masking something else and often it's masking fear fear yeah or just your core belief wo- system. Wounds. Yeah. 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 You know, this is a big chat. Yeah, we can't get into DM. this. But for me, doing the work in the last year anyway has been, yeah, that observing my patterns. Yes. So when I act in a certain way or I react in a certain way, usually it's about, oh, I've done that again. I always react that way. What's that about? What am I seeking here? What am I trying to soothe in myself? Mm. And then, yeah, just in the stage of just watching it before you but then once once you watch it a few times like oh look I'm doing that thing I always do again then you start to get tools around you know how yeah. could you do it differently and that observation of oh I'm doing that thing I always do like mm. that becomes a muscle it does where the more you flex that the more you actually stop yourself before you wreck yourself like that yeah. reactiveness Revzy and I we can be very reactive people yeah but I have to say in the last year I have tried to breathe yep sometimes sleep on things which is very not me at all I like to handle things like immediately straight away and just respond off the back of how I'm feeling in the moment but I've started giving things a breath which is maturity yeah (laughs) it is it's boring but sometimes you have to do it and you have to walk away and cool your jets yep you know, you're not thinking clearly when you're reacting off the back of strong feelings that get activated. We've literally said to each other, I'm just trying not to have my first reaction. <laughs> like yeah. you can actually even like we can say that to each other. You can't yeah. say that at work or whatever. But no. like you can say to yourself, OK, I'm having this strong first reaction. Park it. Just sit with it. Saying you will reemerge to deal with the situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, that feels like a big topic that you pulled at the 11th hour Sorry, there. I didn't mean to do that, but there's a D&M in that, I think. Totally. I wouldn't mind digging a little deeper on this The Work chat, yeah, I totally. suppose. And the people who are like, shut up, can skip it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with your not spun. I love the acoustics in my place. i got to say, I know it's not as good for recording as your house, but I don't hate it. We can sing here. Have I got a not spun for you? <laughs> I know what you did there. You tried to give it a different reading. I did. You tried to give it a completely different feel. I just got to put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> I just didn't want to be predictable. Have I got a not spun for you? <laughs> but hear me out. Predictability is safety, okay? We like to know what's coming next. I feel like this might be a good one for your Eileen. Okay. It's a hair conditioner. Oh, yep. For kids. Yep. It's not a product... <laughs> 
I've done it. I've lost it. It's the end of the app. Look, I'm going to rattle through this. It's a hair conditioner. The good mum. Okay. Yeah, she told me about it. Thank I was you, at the mom. mall. I was complaining about how a light breeze blows and Rafa's hair is dreadlocks. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how many times I brush it. She walks out the door and I'm like, why did I brush it? Anyway, girlfriend doesn't want to cut her hair, even though I floated the idea of it. You've got to do it soon. She's looking like a kidnap baby. Dark, right? You, know, you know, those kids, like people, they find these women who've been locked in basements for years. They emerge with all these children they had to their captor and they've all got that hair. Yeah, <laughs> she does. You're not wrong. Okay. But anyway, there is a conditioner the good mum told me to go. She said, make a beeline to Westfield, head to Just Cuts. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, Just totally. Cuts for real? And it's called Smooth and Groom Deep Conditioner by Justice. Okay. (laughs) Now, this shit is like, what fucking sorcery is this? Ah. I put it in Rafa's hair in the bath and honestly, I just combed through. Wow. And her hair just unraveled. Right, great. And all of a sudden was like Rapunzel and Rafa became obsessed with it because it made her hair feel like velvet. Yeah. And she was into it. it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt her. But anyway, it is a wonder conditioner. I tried it on myself, loved it. Will say that you can go a little bit easy on adult hair because it made my scalp greasy. But for my really dry ends. And if you've got kids who are swimming all through summer, going to the beach, they've got that skanky, (laughs) haven't bathed in a month vibe hair like my daughter get yourself some justice I feel like Eileen, who's a big time swimmer beach gal and yeah. you know how her hair can look a little bit witchy yeah. <laughs> at times <laughs> yeah I think this shit would Crunchy. be yeah it'd be really good for her yeah all right great I, well I get Isla's hair cut regularly now for that exact reason it's mm. just ratty on the ends and it just looks like we're not taking care of her okay and when you say I get it cut do you take her somewhere or do you do it because I know a lot of people who just um, cut their own kids no hair. I take it because my kids are, they actually like a haircut it's like an activity how good <laughs> I take them both to just cuts or there's a barber down here local barber if they've got not a line we'll go mm. there but yeah no just cuts it's about 30 bucks for a kid's haircut and you know it's very straightforward so yeah just cuts not spawn (laughs) yeah justice though is the name of the conditioner highly recommend i will say it's not like your cheap eight dollar bottle of conditioner but a little goes a long way so do yourself a favor what's the price point i think it was around 30 bucks a bottle yeah but as i said salon prices yeah it is bougie yeah but A little goes a long way. Okay. You know how they say you only need a 10 cent coin amount when Mm -hmm. it's good product, but when it's cheap product, you need to like (laughs) (laughs) squeeze every last drop out. Gross. Yes. Okay. Cool. Hear me with your nose spun. So loafers are cool again. Are they? Massively cool again. Says the interweb. Come on, just keep up to me. No, um, late to the party They've always. been cool for a couple of seasons now, but they're really going to have their moment this winter. Well, they have in Europe and America, so that means we're going to have it too. I love the look. I love the chunky Prada loafers. Obviously, I'm not a Prada level of life at the moment. So, just says the counterfeit Chanel gal. <laughs> Shh, what the feds on my door. Uh, Whitner. They've got five different styles of loafers and I got the black paint and leather chunky heel one with the gold buckle. They're so good. They're giving clueless. They're giving 90s. They're just like super fun. Chunky enough to be on the trend but not so chunky that it's like, babe, you're almost 40, you know? (laughs) It's the perfect mix. They're really flattering. 
I'm going to wear them with cut-off jeans or like I want to get some little socks mm, style them that way. They're just really fun. They're going to be my winter shoe. They're dress up, dress down, all the things. I'll put the link in the show notes, but um, they're called the Carson Black Patent Leather Flat Loafer. They're 220 but you know, if you're like a member, you get all the perky. Whatever. I am a huge fan of Whitner. Yeah, they're good, right? Yeah, they're actually my favorite place to go for high heels. Not that I yeah. wear high heels very often, no. but I have heels from Whitner that I bought actually for a wedding no exaggeration seven years ago yeah. and they're still going strong yeah they're good and they're, they're really comfy good. they are anyway they've got about five different loafer styles so you can pick your poison the ones i got do come in a like a burgundy chocolate croc fun very fun mm. like crocodile not a croc <laughs> like crocs mm. <laughs> but yeah very cool i think what i like about your loafers because i'm looking at the pictures of them now and they look very pretty is i think they're super versatile yeah. dress them up dress them down wear them to work work or casual yeah, yeah i think they're going to be the shoe of the season just predicting it's a great reco revzy fashion forecast revzy over here <laughs> <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks for sticking with us. We went all over town today. We really really did. If you want more episodes, guys, don't forget we have a growing back catalogue of our DNM episodes on Apple Podcasts in feed and also as a separate show on Spotify for our Android users. Tell the DLs what they just need to type into Spotify. We don't have time for this DNM. It'll come up. We've also got a link in our bio. It's probably a little bit easier. So feel free to do it that way. Everyone is absolutely fizzing over your au pair story that dropped last weekend. Yeah, there's a lot of juicy stuff in there. It's our safe space, you know? It's where we feel we can really get deep into one topic. Yep, it's like a sleepover club, you know? Midnight snacks with your besties. Yeah talking all the deep stuff and speaking of we have a dnm episode coming up talking about the now controversial side of sleepovers, sleepovers. Yeah. do you don't you is yeah. it the done thing now is it okay is it safe and the trend of people saying no, no. just blanket no to any sleepovers anyway yeah. we're going to be deep diving into that in our next dnm so if you want to get ready for that episode join us yeah anyway it's all there for you if you want more and but just thanks for being here, guys. We love you. We love you showing up. We love the Facebook group. We love the Instagram. We're just loving all our little contact points with you. It makes us um, feel really part of something and we hope it makes you feel the same. And we're going to sign off by saying we'll be back in your ears bright oh, and early on Friday, Friday with a bestie hotline. One of these days we'll, we'll have an outro to our podcast. podcast. Ring, ring. <laughs> what? <laughs> right.